Hey, hello, grandkids, and welcome to Stunt Granny Audio 931. This is Kevin Frango. On the other end is Chris Calamita. What is up, good sir? Oh, there is all too much that I am not going to get into <laughs> going into this podcast. But suffice it to say, children, uh, chew your food uh, before swallowing. Um... Uh, <laughs> So with uh with that said uh there is a lot to uh talk about there uh, has been some news out there this week uh in between recordings here and uh some of it uh very unfortunate here one uh Mike Jones aka Virgil uh passed away on Wednesday So um yeah, I mean, he was part of a package that uh, was a real, I, I would say that really got me uh, in in wrestling back in the day. That whole Million Dollar Man gimmick uh, really was something for me, because you hated him so much, uh, and then to finally get the uh, the old Virgil turn was huge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like it's a fair fair statement. Oh yes, yes. In real life, we know that. He, well, I don't know how how well were they paying uh, talents like him back then. A well-paying man. Oh.
Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I was like, okay, yeah, this is on the list of I need to check what his time was. Um, oh, and trust me, uh, Soul Train Jones is a hell of a name for him to start with, by the way. 87 to 91. Oh, not, er, 
Oh, yeah, 94 to 95. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I was unsurprised that uh, John Thorne of uh, Absolute Intense Wrestling posted a picture of himself and a very nice tribute to uh, Virgil because he's uh, he's his type of person because of how much of a hustler he was uh, at the uh, at the old table. I, I cannot say that I had, I, I did not really have, you know, like, I never watched uh, it in, you know, I never got the chance to watch it in person, I don't think. <laughs> but the... Oh my gosh. Oh man, that's a hell of a gimmick. That is a hell of a gimmick. Oh my gosh, I and in no way would I blame anyone for doing that. I mean, <laughs> uh huh.
Yeah, the lonely Virgil picture. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That that man has really done it all. Uh yeah, I mean you can always say no. Yep, I, I I I am a I am a king of saying no and walking away. <laughs> that is not my price point, sir. Have a good day. Uh, especially for Virgil, like as much as uh, I probably popped, like I know that like SummerSlam night, the, my uh, infamous videotape collection. Uh, last somewhere between early uh, 1990 and uh, 1992 uh, for uh, wrestling pay-per-views. And, uh, yeah, so all of those Virgil DiBiase matches are there somewhere, but obviously I'm not going to watch them there ever again. Um, yeah. I mean, that, like you said, that is really peak career. Like, what else could you ask for? Like, I mean, other than a world championship, like, that, that had to have been close, you know, the next closest thing to it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> I'm not sure that I heard his take on meat sauce at Olive Garden. <laughs> oh man well hey i don't blame him uh I, I i can understand that if you want some more meat sauce uh that's a heck of a way to go um so yeah uh that that is the real uh that, that that's a real loss um because i do think that he was kind of turning that corner uh with his you know outside of the ring stuff like, I feel like people were almost starting to respect it at some point, and they didn't need to work quite as hard for it, because, like, he, the Lonely Virgil stuff really kind of popularized him as a, like, low-key cult figure, I feel like. 
So, like, I, I did kind of feel like the I wouldn't want to meet Virgil changed into the... Uh, it would be really fun to meet Virgil gimmick. So, that's... Yeah, even, great uh, end in life, uh, uh, I, I, I guess, there for... Uh, for Virgil. Uh, so, I don't know. I guess there is not any good transition, though, <laughs> from that to present-day wrestling here, uh, Chris. Uh, but I guess... It, I I guess I remember, since we, he was, his more memorable stuff was in WWE, we, uh, we can make that weak-ass transition and just uh, talk about some NXT, sir. Uh, not a topic you and I get to all that frequently, uh, although I feel like it's uh, popped up a few more times uh, as of late here. So uh, I guess the big topic here would be uh, Tony D'Angelo really uh, cuts quite the promo and gets himself involved in a match with Carmelo Hayes to uh, then take on uh Ilya Dragunov at Stand and Deliver cuz uh, yeah they're fighting at Ro- are they fighting at Roadblock? Yes. So uh yeah they are it's uh Tony D and uh yeah Carmelo Hayes for a chance at Ilya this coming Tuesday uh and a I guess I kind of thought that this was coming because when Tony D was talking about taking care of business and he turned down the tag team championship shot, I was not surprised. I mean, he was trying to go after singles belts before. Uh, if you're going to call yourself the Don of NXT, I, you shouldn't really be in a tag team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I was texting Jeremy about it a little bit. And I'm like, I really do think that this is a prime spot for, uh, Trick Williams to come back, cost Carmelo the match in some way, shape or form, probably not direct interference because that is not the baby face way, but Hey, you're allowed to distract them by coming out at the most inconvenient time. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens, uh, because I mean, that's the built-in match, right? You know, you really want to see Trick and Mello at this point. And that, that, that seems like also a stand and deliver worthy match. And makes, was, was there a Sugar Ray stand and deliver? 
feel like I like that song, so I'm going to look up there. But you can keep talking, and I will uh, look up the band. And I mean, I, and I don't even think he's that far from making the main roster himself at this point. But they, uh, Uh, that was probably the most valid of points that, uh, Tony D'Angelo made. He's just like, dude, you guys have been taking up a lot of airwaves here. We need some new motherfuckers up in the, up in this joint. And I'm like, I, I, I hear you talking, Tony. I hear you talking. Oh, yep, everything's a... Every Yeah, and I don't, I guess I always feel like his wrestling's pretty good, so I, I, but it does really seem like Dragunov is a real uh, litmus test for pretty much everyone. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he can still, uh, have a great match with Gunther, <laughs> but, uh, he's still, uh, it, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. He might be a little bit better because I do think that just, it's always one of those body type things. Like he tends to project as a bigger person than Oh. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, live is tough for me. Uh, I feel like there are many of activities uh, happening uh, Saturday afternoon. So uh, Saturday evening would not be uh, inconceivable for a watch time for me. Uh, oh, shit, that's right. I forgot the night one's on there. So yeah, no, never mind. Probably not, yeah, probably not happening just to save my own sanity, even though it's probably, I mean, just with those two matches alone, I, I'm there, you know, like, you've talked me into the door, like, easily. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and to, uh, throw back a little bit to uh the uh stand and deliver name uh yes uh it was a sugar ray song but it does appear that it was a cover of an adam ant song so uh no wonder i liked it but it's on their floored album sir stand and deliver i know my sugar ray um or at least the first couple albums uh <laughs> And it is a very good song. I would suggest anyone to uh, go take a listen to that. I haven't listened in a while. I might need to pull them up on Spotify. Um, that, was, that was some fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, that was the biggest thing uh, there on uh, NXT. Um, <laughs> the ridiculous... I don't know why it uh, just has really started to crack me up. But uh, Dijak has really, I think, finally gotten somewhere. Like, it's a weird gimmick, uh, but they've really let him uh, ha go wild with this, and it's worked out. No, uh, and uh, lawyers that try to get involved are not uh, are not helping or not doing any good. <laughs> they're they're not stopping the uh, Dijak Street Justice uh, program. So uh, poor Luca, I don't know if he's uh, going to be officially ever part of the family with that type of performance. So, I mean, he seems fit for the family, right? I mean, that that sounds like a very Italian name.
Yeah, the fam the family needs a lawyer. Like, I mean, it seems it seems built in. Like it's part of the gimmick. But yeah, that would be I didn't think about him being uh Stack's new partner so that they can uh yeah, do the usual uh stable gimmick, you know? Have tag team champs and a singles champ all in one camp. I don't know if anyone's done that in NXT in a while though. What, would it be Undisputed Era, maybe? So, that's the only one, but I'm not sure that they... Yeah, they had to have overlapped at some point. But, anywho, not sure how you look that one up exactly. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that would be kind of interesting, uh, but... Is that part of Roadblock, though? Uh, Jack and Joe Gacy and a, uh, what are they calling it? A Matt Asylum match. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like that's been kind of uh, a bit of fun there that they've, uh, that they've uh, worked into that. Um, I, I almost forgot this one, but it's, uh, definitely worth mentioning, uh, here as far as, uh, big happenings on NXT. What did you think about the, uh, arrival of one, uh, Ty Dillinger to, uh, you know, be the, uh, chairman of NXT and, uh, take... Oh, that's right. I did forget they mentioned Sean Spears. Yeah, I I was like, I was like, huh? Like he's the chairman again? I was a little bit shocked when it happened. Um, but I do feel like they hit, cause didn't they do a couple of cryptic, uh, vignettes for him, uh, building up to this moment? Oh, okay. For some reason I thought that, uh, all that number gimmick had been around as like a subliminal commercial or something. So, uh, but yeah, I, it seems like from the way a lot of the, uh, older talent talks, it it seems like you have a built-in coach with uh, him being on the roster and a guy that can still wrestle, I guess. Like, cause Christian and... Edge, both vouch for him. Like, I feel like a, a who's who list of professional wrestlers swear by him, even though he's never really gotten himself over with the crowd. Uh... That's still a pretty one notey gimmick. (laughs) 
Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I'm not surprised. Like that's, yeah, that, that, that is just fine gimmick to, uh, to roll with, uh, or a fine role for him to be in. Like he's not going to do anything on the main roster. Like that's, that's just silly talk. Uh, because I mean, and it's working too. Like, I'm not surprised that, uh, they have Gallows and Anderson down there right now either. Like, it's just like, they're almost like, Hey, yeah, this formula works. Pop down here for a minute and then go back to the main roster. (laughs) Uh, yeah, not really. You know, I don't, I mean, is it worth them capturing the main gold again? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, that was a Triple H, was that a Triple H signing, or was that uh, still Vince in charge when they came back? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame them for wanting to get paid. But, yeah, they, they haven't written. Yep, I, it, but they really have not just done a whole lot with him. Like, if they brought him back, like, it does not seem like it was a, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, they have not been pushed on the main roster at all. So, um, yeah. I mean, again, good spot for them. I uh, there are a lot of tag teams in uh, in the tag team division in the uh, NXT, so uh, they can uh, work with a bunch of people. Uh, after I don't know how much they're going to cross paths with Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker. Honestly, that does not seem like uh, that that match that I'm looking for. Duke Hudson. Yeah, like, they barely hinted at it, I feel like, twice with it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, you're correct. There has not been any real transition or even a hint of a transition. Like, there's not like a big breadcrumb trail that led to this moment, even. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, I feel like she's been giving Thea Hale bad direction for the last couple of weeks, which might be your, you know, those are you, those were your only very minor hints that JC was changing her tune. Yeah, you 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 completely cut cut the cord. They Yeah, it's another one where it's if you would have just worked this a little bit longer and closer into stand and deliver like it it seems like a tailor made you know match for that you know cuz you end up with a rivalry that you know they've been friends they've not you know they became friends they changed uh Thea grew but uh you know i i know it's not going to be like the top match on the card or anything like that but it, it it's a nice personal rivalry that has lasted a, a good long time, honestly. You know, like this Chase U storyline with them getting in debt has just lasted a while because JC Jane joined just before that? Just before things went sideways? Yeah. So, you know, that's been the the majority of her timeline with them. Uh, and it's still been, you know, any number of months. So, I mean, it's been like four to six months that her and Thea Hale have been uh, thick as thieves and she's helped her grow up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it, it it seems like some good long-term booking. But, yeah, like they skipped a step even though they had more than enough time to get to Stand and Deliver. Like, I guess I still expect that match to take place at Stand and Deliver. Uh, so, why not just... Yeah, just stick to your guns, man. Wouldn't have been that hard. Would not have been that hard. So, um, oh man. Uh, I guess is there anything to say about uh, 
I guess the last thing that was really big on NXT to me, uh, main event time here, uh, at least uh, in the match department, Noam Dar ends up losing the NXT Heritage Cup to Charlie Dempsey. Oh. Uh I I guess I enjoy the metaphor gimmick. Um and he he's just uh a tad over the top. Uh he's like one of those uh yeah, little chihuahuas that talk smack all the time. Um, and yeah, well, they just got out, uh, they got outnumbered. Their, their, their gimmick, uh, failed them this week. Not everyone in, uh, Metaphor was there to, uh, to help out, like, the, uh, no, no quarter catch crew. Good God. That's still just a mouthful. So, uh, anything else uh, on NXT that's uh, worth exploring here, sir? Uh, well, uh, it would uh, make sense that we spend a lot of time AEW this week. They have uh, Revolution this coming Sunday. Uh, I am going to uh, celebrate my birthday and watch this pay-per-view. Are you uh, going to uh, take some money out of your pocket to watch this pay-per-view, sir? Oh, you have pre-purchased. Oh. Uh, yeah, they have. They, yeah, they they have an eight card match uh, already. Um, do we want to start at, at least according to Wikipedia with? Uh, oh, they're calling it an all star scramble match, but I swear this is the meat madness match. But we. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I was unaware of who had been added into this match, to be quite honest with you, because, A, I'm already shocked that Chris Jericho is in this match now. Uh, I knew that Wardlow was a participant, uh, knew that Powerhouse Hobbs was a participant, knew that Lance Archer was a participant, uh, unaware of the fact that Hook was a participant, 
unaware that Brian Cage was a participant, but he definitely fits the bill. Uh, unaware that Magnus is there. I don't know who Magnus is at all. Oh, okay. Sure. Gotcha. Uh, and then uh, also did not know Dante Martin. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it is absurd. Uh, I will not be watching all of that. Rampage, uh, definitely not Collision this week. That is just a waste of my time. Um, yeah, so the <laughs> all-star scramble match is the only one that's like kind of whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I'm not sure how many times I've said this about AEW, but the in-ring part of, uh, this organization is never in question. Uh, well, not usually in question, uh, Women's division is still a little suspect, but uh, that's not always necessarily even from an in-ring rings perspective. Um, so, anywho, uh, to your point here, I feel like all of these matches. So that's the all-star crazy, uh, crazy scramble match. Uh, FTR versus Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, they've had this uh, gimmick rivalry going for a little while now. So, I mean, yeah, they're finally having the blow-off match. They've had various, like, six-man matches, singles matches. Like, they've done just about every variety of this match that they've uh, wanted to, other than just a straight-up uh, tag team match. Oh, Oh, they went to the time limit draw. Good God, it just happened. Uh, so yeah, you need you you need a winner. I guess you need a winner out of this. I guess. Uh, I, I like the match until the very end. Like I thought it just became it, too predictable that you knew that that's what was happening. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm with you on that one. Uh, FTR seems like the more likely winner. Because uh, I do feel like they've uh, been a little bit more on the receiving end of the ass kickings during this feud, too. It feels like you need to uh, get some revenge. 
next up on the list, uh, uh, we are talking about some dead fathers here. Uh, Sir Christian Cage defending his TNT championship against uh, one Daniel Garcia, who does not uh, indeed have a father. So, um, I guess this does not feel like Christian Cage is going to lose the championship to Daniel Garcia to me. Oh. Oh. Uh, those seem like two pretty logical outcomes that could come of this, other than a clean-ish type finish. <laughs> you know, I mean, you could have a cheating win by Christian over Garcia. Yep. Uh, it, yeah, it uh, always felt like me that, uh, Edge, uh, that Adam Copeland needed to go record something, whatever that was, and he, 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 he needed some time off, uh, <laughs> so, uh, that, but I, you know, who knows, like, how much time did he need? I don't know, you know, because I felt like he didn't feel like he was gone when he was doing the Percy Jackson recording, quite honestly. Like, he he, he, he was... Oh. That is true. I guess. Yeah, if he did it when he's still in WWE, then that makes a difference, and there was uh, some... Some time missed in that uh, that department. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Edge could pop up, uh, like you said. Like it's a concerto. We know that they didn't actually do that. Um, so uh, he he could be back at any time. Would not be surprised if. Uh, I guess. Do you want to make a final uh, bold prediction before we move on from this match? Is uh. Uh, sure. Then you'll make me, uh, go 50, 50 on this then. Uh, let's say that, uh, one Adam Clopeland does return, uh, and in some way helps out Daniel Garcia. So let's go with, uh, Daniel Garcia finally, uh, gets the push that he deserves and he, uh, stops taking one foot out the, uh, out the door here, uh, and gets, uh, a, a championship that 
to me, weirdly seems to have taken a backseat, despite the fact that Christian's been a fairly visible champion. Um, I don't know. There's something about it that gets lost in his gimmick to me. Uh, that it like overshadows the championship itself. Um, so next up on the list of, uh, probably not going to be an in-ring problem here, but also, uh, you could see the, uh, seeds already planting on dynamite here. Uh, Will Ospreay taking on Kanosuke Takeshita, uh, a Don Callis, uh, inner family brawl here. And... Uh, yeah, not terribly surprised if, uh, one Will Ospreay is not with the Callis family for longer than just this pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, uh, the whole bruv thing really seemed to get him over, though, with the AE, and I guess that is, AEW's crowd is almost the, its own bizarro world, uh, where they really do love the heels, and it's hard to be a heel in, uh, AEW, uh, quite frankly, so I'm not surprised that he ended up being cheered at this. Uh, at this, and I mean, he seems like he was getting some good cheers when he came out uh, on Dynamite this week. You know, people just seem genuinely happy that he is. It is kind of funny that uh, not funny, I guess. Uh, but New Japan, I guess, really falling from the number two status, I feel like, with all of these jumps to AEW. Uh, yes, that that is true. Uh, not a lot of fresh matchups. Uh, oh. Yeah, I haven't paid enough attention. You could have sold me on anything. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, his name not going to come up during this AEW Revolution uh, preview, <laughs> other than that reference.
Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, that, uh, another very logical point on you, sir. And, uh, yeah, hey, yeah, he doesn't need to be with the Don. Will Osprey does not need to be with Don Callis family. He doesn't need a micro. He doesn't need someone hogging microphone time. He can get that part of things done all on his own. And, uh, yeah, Wembley would make sense to really feature an Englishman. And, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, don't drop. I shouldn't say don't drop the ball like you did with Jay White, but I like Jay White a lot. I like Osprey better. Right. Well, I feel like there'd be less beating out these days, but they definitely change him more drastically than anything that will happen in uh, AEW. You know, because no, no one really almost seems to change their gimmick at all in AEW, honestly, unless they're forced to. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like both of us... Uh, Voting Will Ospreay for the W uh, in this match here, then, uh, before we move on to the next one. Do you agree? Okay. <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston taking on uh, Brian Danielson for the Continental Crown Championship. Uh, again, another uh, story that has been uh, built in for a while here, uh, and we're going to get a payoff. Uh, do you think that uh, Eddie Kingston ends up triumphing over uh, Brian Danielson here? Uh, yeah, that, uh, not the, not the best, uh, look there, or, yeah, uh, or, yeah. Uh, yeah, he...
Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm. I, I do think that Kingston, like it, he just seems like he's on the uh, everyone's giving him respect tour still, and uh, beating Brian Danielson seems like uh, the probably the last feather in the cap. I would not be surprised if he ends up losing the championship after like. Whatever the next challenge is, I would not be surprised if that's the one that ends up toppling Kingston. Kind of getting through pretty much everyone in the Blackpool Combat Club uh, makes sense. Because he's beaten Moxley, right? And he's definitely beaten Claudio. So yeah, beating Danielson is the trifecta. Oh... Yeah, I I guess this is a good way to really kind of end this thing. You know, end this thing, end this thing. So, um, it, Next up on the bill here, because this is a long one, just like any AEW pay-per-view. Uh, if you don't think they're giving you your money's worth, uh, you are a goddamn liar. Uh, even if it's too much. Uh, timeless Tony Storm with Mariah May and Luther taking on Deanna Perrazzo. Uh Does Miss Perrazzo become the most recent woman? It just feels like they keep on passing off the championship to the new person. And it doesn't end up doing anyone any good. Oh, uh, I I don't think it matters. I, I know that Jeremy and I talked about it last week. Perazzo's gimmick is really a heel gimmick. But because she's taking on Tony Storm, who's supposed to be a heel, she's the baby face? Question mark? Um, because, yeah, when you wave someone away, when you dismiss people like that, uh, that to me is uh, cocky above the level of a uh, baby face. Um, but uh, yeah, this was one of the more, I think this is one of the harder ones for me to uh, get a grasp on. Uh, if you are going to have uh, Monet come in, well, it seems like that's really going to happen. Uh, now here. I feel like you want a continuous champion to take, you know, for her to take down. Uh, so I guess I'm... Oh, yeah.
Okie doke, we are uh, in agreement on that one. Uh, next up uh, on the bill, which really is uh, almost surprising here. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Orange Cassidy taking on Roderick Strong for the international championship. Uh, yeah, this one's, uh, been a long time in the making. I mean, Orange Cassidy even made fun of the fact of how long out Roderick Strong was calling his shot. same boat as you like i don't really want roderick strong as the champion but if they're gonna move uh orange cassidy up to either the tnt championship because he does seem like if christian retains um he seems like the next kind of guy to be able to beat christian like he seems a good foil to christian Uh, yes, that would be a uh, very excellent matchup. I uh, love Orange in the ring. I love uh, Joe in the ring. It uh, it seems like a match made in heaven to me. Uh, and speaking of Samoa Joe, hold on, did I make a prediction? Uh, okay, well then, fair enough. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, that was probably the most memorable uh, moment of Dynamite. Was let us off with uh, I. I did not realize, honestly. I don't know if I uh, just wasn't paying attention last week or if they just showed additional footage. Uh, Adam Page uh, really sold the ankle injury last week. Uh, seemingly, uh, well, and definitely sold it this week to start Dynamite. And then he blindsides Swerve um, before he gets out of the ring. Samoa Joe, being a man of culture, of course, does not get himself involved in these shenanigans. Uh, what say you? Uh, do you have uh, an upfront, upfront prediction on how this uh, this match is going to play out? Yeah. Oh. 
yeah, it's one of those things where it felt like it was Swerve's time. But as soon as... Uh, and it did seem kind of early on that they were going to include uh, Adam Page in this thing. Uh, so that always makes it not feel like the time. Any th- any three-person match, like... If a heel wins it in that fashion, it makes sense. The way Swerve has gotten himself over with the crowd, he is a baby face despite the fact that he threatened an infant child. Um, and kind of makes fun of it at this point? Like, that's part of the gimmick? Um, so, yeah, it it doesn't seem like the right style of win for Swerve right now. To me, despite his positioning is mostly a heel. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm with you. Like Samoa Joe seems like the choice in this situation, because although, I mean, I guess that's the only thing. Adam Page winning, I, I guess that really nails things in that he's the heel in this situation. Am I talking myself into him? The sec, the maybe possibly the second option. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I guess I was still going to land on that as my prediction, but I'm just trying to think of my two and my three, and, and I can't believe them probably move and swerve to number three, even though, uh, yeah, even though it seems like he uh, he he really kind of deserves a run at this point. And uh, the headliner of this thing. Uh, Sting and Darby Allen taking on the Young Bucks, uh, Matthew and Nicholas Jackson. Uh, Jeremy is going to give me a hard time if uh, I do not make fun of Ric Flair for uh, what happened at Dynamite this week. Yeah, it is just, it's not good. Just not, like, I don't know any other way to describe it. It, it, is, it is cringy in the wrongest of ways. You know, like, I don't want to see it happen. He looks so old and frail at this point, but people keep on letting him in this way. There's still this weird threat that he could pull the double turn and still be with the Young Bucks at the end of this thing. 
that aspect has in no way been broached. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, all, uh, you're leaving the territory, you've got to take the L thing, just, it does not seem appropriate for this situation. Uh, Darby Allen is one of your biggest stars. If he does just decide on a new partner, uh, I am completely okay with it. Um, you know, cause I'm not sure that the tag team championships have been more relevant Honestly, like, even FTR's reign wasn't, you know, this out there, I think. Like, they started to get more traction. Was it this, the more recent reign? Because Tony Khan's weirdly invested a decent amount of time in them, but not enough time in them at the same. <laughs> at least in my book. Like, because when they were, like, triple champs or whatever they couldn't barely get on tv now you can like it's hard not to see them on tv um so i i actually feel like they're more relevant not as champions currently so um so yeah sting and darby allen have really kind of drawn something to that tag division it feels like darby kind of he deserves something i guess if you're not going to have him as a singles champion like, he's, I mean, he has, I, I hated the Pillars discussion, but he has been a big part of AEW so far. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to see uh, see them retain, and whatever ends up happening, uh, happens. Uh, you know, sing, send Sting out on a, uh, on a winning uh, note here. I think is the uh, is the way to go. So, uh, was that also your uh, final prediction, sir? Uh, Okie dokie. Uh, fair enough. I think that uh, wraps this one up, sir. Um, so that leaves me with uh, bell time beer. I stopped in at uh, one of my uh, favorite uh, local breweries, uh, Wolf's Ridge Brewing. They came out with a number of variants of their uh, Dire Wolf, which is an Imperial Stout to start with. I had their Double Barrel uh, already uh, last weekend, but this evening I am drinking their Cacao Pecan version so, uh, yeah, this is their regular Imperial Stout brewed with uh, toasted uh, pecans and uh, some extra cacao to really uh, liven things up. And it is uh, very, I guess if you like a pecan pie type of situation, uh, this is a beer to pick up. So uh, should one find themselves in uh, Columbus, Ohio, or really anywhere in the Ohio region, uh, you can buy Wolf's Ridge Brewing. Uh, they have this uh, for sale on their online store. So 
uh, go ahead and buy it. So that is the uh, Bell Time beer suggestion from Matt DeFrango11. Uh, he is at Stunt Cali. The brand is at Stunt Granny. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Download us at any other locations, whether it's Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Amazon. Have a good night, grandkids.